What's up, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to episode number 167, A Workout Wednesday. And in today's show, I am talking fitness more specifically. I'm talking how to track your fitness, how to track your results, and uh, this, this has to do with your body weight, things like BMI, height and weight charts, the mirror, the scale, um, the weight on the barbell, right? These are the different things. These are the different things uh, that I'm going to talk about in today's show is the trackable aspects. How do you keep track of your own fitness? Are you getting in better shape or are you are you needing to get in better shape, right? That is very subjective thing to go over, but I am going to go over the various methods of tracking and hopefully this kind of helps you stay motivated. Hopefully this kind of helps you know what to set as your own goals, right? That's kind of the that's kind of the plan for this episode. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to check be sure to check out Stoltz Fit on Instagram and also be sure uh, to go to triplefpodcast.com slash products. I offer coaching there, which I highly recommend. I also offer a pretty inexpensive macro guide, which really just goes over on how to track your own food, uh, the calculations you can do to run your own numbers, and the different strategies that will help with that. So go check that out. That's triplefpodcast.com slash products. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Let's get down to today's Workout Wednesday episode 167 on the last day of February. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz, the host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. This is episode, I think, 167, a Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Like Workout Wednesdays, I can talk about fitness, talk about what I do every day, and explain how to get better, right, in your own workouts, in your own fitness world, right, whatever your goals are, I'm out here to help you with them. Today, I'm answering a question about uh, height and weight charts specifically and also like about BMI that kind of thing going over how to track and how to measure your fitness progress right so the question basically rolls along the lines of um, just asking about the effectiveness of your body weight depending on your height right so different categories that say if you're six feet tall you should weigh 185 if you're five foot 11 you should weigh 182 if you're five foot 10 you should weigh 178 right they're just these arbitrary numbers uh and then they're different for men and women those were male examples um of these numbers so this question kind of comes because of a lot of confusion, and I've seen this a lot, right? I've seen this um, in online question aspect, just asking what's the best way to track, right, from a client. Uh, so should I weigh myself every day? Should I take my body fat percentage? Um, should I just track the weight in the bar? Should I go all by feeling, right? And these 
these kind of questions come up a lot in those scenarios, but also I've seen them in personal training as well. I, when I worked as a personal trainer and even I guess as a strength coach with the athletes, although I don't mess with it as much as the nutritionists probably do, uh, but we do get that question a lot is that maybe I took a BMI test, right? Someone, someone did my BMI or I plugged my numbers into this calculator and it suggested that I was obese, right? When I don't feel obese, um, or maybe I think I should weigh this certain amount, right? I had one client who was pretty, pretty convinced that she should weigh about 120 pounds, right? That was what she thought. That was what she thought for her height, for people that were like her, um, for people, um, for, for people that, uh, I guess, come up with the numbers that say you should weigh a certain amount. And it was really a stressful thing, right? And to actually get to the point where, you know, maybe to realize it's okay to hold on to a little more weight. It's okay to be built a a different way than somebody else and to not really follow just an arbitrary number. uh, That's huge, right? That's huge to get to that point, but it's not easy to get to that point. So that's what I'm going over in today's show is how to get there and is how do you track effectively, right? If BMI, if body weight, if body fat percentages, if all these things have problems with them, what is the best way to actually track? So I'm going to get into them. I I have seven different ways you can track uh, your, your progress, right? So I guess uh, let's just get into those various different types of ways that you can track your progress, right? And forgive me if I if I pause a little bit or if I seem distracted. My my dog is begging me to go to the the dog park and she's just complaining a lot. So that is what's going on in my household this afternoon. But let's get into these seven different ways. Workout Wednesday. The first way, and I think I'm just going to start going over some of these. Uh, the first way is the scale. I mean, the actual body weight number, right? Is this something? Is this something that we should be using as our method of saying um, we're succeeding in our fitness goals? Whether it's getting healthier, losing weight, um, or or maybe gaining muscle. And I would say, in general. Yes, right? In general, your goals will be reflected on the scale over time. Now, those are very carefully chosen words is that your your progress on the scale will will be what matters over time, right? That is what's important. However, the over time part is super important and that's the part that a lot of people don't understand. Now, I have a couple examples of this. One of them is just person A who is impatient with their weight loss, right? And I've talked about this on Foodie Fridays quite a bit about how you're impatient with slower progress. Kind of as you as you progress, as you become more advanced, you maybe get to the point where you only lose 0.3 to 0.5 pounds a week, right? You get to that point and you start to get frustrated because your scale numbers aren't reflecting what you think they should be. So you keep on dropping your calories and trying to make it more extreme. You end up doing damage to your metabolism and so on and so forth. But that can also be that can also be shown in the muscle gaining side as well, right? I've seen this a lot of times as a strength coach where a male athlete, for example, feels like they they need to weigh 200 pounds to be athletic, right? That, you know, I just to preface that, I, there's a lot of very athletic 
male athletes who are far over 200, 200, 250 pounds, right? But just that arbitrary number in your head that you have to hit that on the scale is where people get into problems, right? If someone's going through an off-season program, which is typically only eight or nine weeks, and you're going through that program and you weigh 185 and you want to end up 200 pounds, that's not a good goal. And that's a goal with just a random number assigned to it because you think that's the number that equals a muscular athlete, right? And that's where a lot of male athletes get into trouble. That's why a lot, I think, end up overweight later on is because they feel like they have to have this size for athleticism to be able to put up with the grind of their sport. When in reality, they might just be better off minimizing that body fat maximizing the muscle mass, but not really worrying so much about the body weight, but I'm getting ahead of myself right now. So the scale weight, not necessarily a great way to, to measure if you, if you are, um, in proper shape, right? But I do realize that the weight matters and you do get your weight, your weight taken at the hospital. You probably have a scale in your home. I do. And I mean, all these different places, you have scales at the gym, like I said, the hospital, at home, uh, and it's something that you can track, right? And that's why I do actually like the scale. So I like the scale as a, just a tracking method over a long period of time, a macro cycle, right? Not a micro. I don't want you to track your weight day by day. You see all these different cleanses and wraps and all these different things on on online, right? All these different ways to say, I lost, I lost four pounds this week with this certain drink or this certain diet. That's, that's all and good, right? But does that four pounds reflect in 24 weeks from now, right? That's what I'm curious about. I don't care about the last four days. I don't care about the last week. I care about your trend and your goals over the last long period of time, right? The last year, the last two years, the last three years. Is your goal to gain muscle? Are you steadily putting on weight on the scale? Because that's your goal. Is your goal to get leaner and to be very athletic? If it is, is your is your weight possibly decreasing slightly over time or at least maintaining while you're getting stronger, right? These are the different things you have to think about. Use the scale as a tool to track. So I recommend weighing yourself, but don't be so married to it that that's really where you're setting random goals from, right? I'm spending the most time on talking about the scale because I think it's the most commonly used and it is often misunderstood as well because it is a good tool. It is something that's going to give you an accurate reading of of where you where you are and your progress moving forward, but it doesn't necessarily always mean a great thing. For example, a drop in the scale weight could just mean water weight, glycogen from not eating. Um, It could be you know, some kind of dehydration, an increase could just be more water retention. Um, It goes up and down day by day. So you have to use the average over time. And I mean, you can get really specific with it and actually average out your weight week by week. Um, Or you can just, you know, weigh yourself once in a while, track those weights. And then in a way, you'll, you'll make a line graph of it, whether it's a physical line graph or whether it's just something in your head showing the trend on your weight and seeing if it's actually going towards your goals. Now, height and weight charts are are totally bogus, and I'm going to kind of combine one and two, I guess, into one. So uh, it's not not necessarily going to be seven different different whooshes, right, that you're going to hear. It's just going to be some various things I'm going to talk about. But scale weight is it's a very 
it's a very kind of a customizable thing once again with fitness, right? It's it, it varies from person to person and that's the problem with height and weight charts, right? That was what this question was specifically about is height and weight charts. So you are six foot two, you should weigh this amount of weight, right? I mean, according to a lot of those, I'm overweight. According to a lot of those, the most athletic people I've ever met are very overweight. I mean, I've met very, very athletic people that are 140 pound males that seem underweight, but I've met very athletic people, almost superhuman um, males that are, you know, two, 275, but they could run circles around anybody, move better than anybody. They feel great. And I mean, why are they limited to this certain weight, right? I think those height and weight charts are not good. I think they maybe give you a general recommendation if you're just kind of general population that, you know, it's pretty good. You should be around this, this part, um, like this point in your weight. Maybe a good goal to shoot for if you have no idea how to make a goal for your weight, how much you should weigh. Uh, but I don't really think it's the best. I think that anytime you're placing an arbitrary number that's optimal uh, is not good. So if you're just saying, okay, I should weigh 185, so I'm going to diet down to 185, that might be fine for me, but that might not be fine for Steve over here, right? That might maybe if you want to gain muscle, you see that a uh, a uh, five foot six female should weigh a certain amount of weight to put on the muscle. You shoot for that weight, you end up putting on a lot of body fat because it's just not your bill, right? It's just not how your genetics play. Everyone's so different, and it's to compare yourself to others is just silly. And even to say that one weight is perfect for a certain height, even with different builds, different genetics, is silly as well. So I recommend you stay away from the height and weight charts unless you absolutely have to come up with a goal. I recommend you use the scale in the long term, track that progress for your goal, make sure it's headed in the right direction, but don't stress over it. There are better ways to track. Quickly to touch on BMI, uh, BMI stands for body mass index, and this one is basically a complicated, calculated version of a height and weight chart, right? It's using different factors. It's trying to estimate um, how, it's trying to estimate basically if you are in these different categories. So it's using these different variables and then um, some separate numbers as well to try to calculate if you're in a risk category for diseases, if you're obese, overweight, average, underweight, dangerously underweight, right? There's all these different categories. BMI, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on because I'm pretty sure you have an inkling that it's pretty silly, right? BMI, not a good way to track. If you're into fitness, if you're into putting on any kind of muscle at all, BMI is going to put you in an overweight category. The only time BMI might be helpful is if you are severely underweight. Maybe you need to get to a healthier BMI. Uh, but in general, no, I don't think BMI should be used at all. There's much better ways to track and there's it's, it's just something that gets in a lot of people's heads. I've seen that a lot with clients. I've seen that a lot. Um, it's a test that no one likes because everyone ends up in the overweight category from what I've seen if they have any kind of muscle at all. Um, you're just not you're not factoring in these different things, right? It's very similar to the height and weight charts, how you're not factoring in how everybody's different, how genetics play a factor, how build plays a factor, and it's just not the best way to track your progress. Stay away from BMI. 
body fat percentage. That's another way that you can track your fitness progress is your actual body fat percentage, right? And this can be in your muscle growth phases. You make sure that body fat percentage doesn't get too high. Um, it can also be, it can also be, um, in the fat loss periods, of course, where you're actually seeing if you're losing body fat. I like body fat testing. I think body fat testing is a good, a good baseline to start and to end with, right? You want to see, did something work? Are you eating enough? Are you actually losing your body fat? Body fat coupled together with the scale weight is a good representation of your fat loss. And you can kind of see if you're losing muscle or losing fat, depending on, depending on the percentages there and everything. Uh, I think, once again, it's just something you don't want to get too hung up on. Some people are going to hang on to a little bit more fat, right? So body fat percentage in general is a great way to track your progress. However, do not attach an arbitrary number to it uh, where you think you have to get to 6%, right? And you're not going to stop dieting until you get to 6% when in reality, uh, you might look great, right? You might be athletic. You might feel good. You might have good energy. You might look good with your shirt off. Why are you trying to get to 6%? Why are you compromising your health by setting a weird number goal to it that makes no sense, right? So stay away from those random pulled out of thin air numbers, but also they get kind of give a good baseline as a trainer. I like to use the body fat numbers and I like to test for that just to make sure we're headed in the right track, just to make sure you're losing actual fat. And then that also is very encouraging to a client as well. So you can use body fat, just be careful on actually setting these goals with numbers in mind. Maybe you need to learn your body a little bit better. Okay, and these next two kind of go together, okay? So basically, these two are going to be uh, the weight on the barbell, so your strength levels combined with uh, the, the aspect of relative strength, right? So are you strong for how much you weigh? Are you strong for your size? Are you in good shape for the size you are, right? That would be... That would be uh, a way that I would consider you healthy, right? If you are, maybe you have a lot of weight on you, maybe you weigh 250, but if you if you weigh 250 and you're very mobile, you're very strong, you have good lifts compared to that body weight, meaning, you know, your bench, for example, this is just an example since just came back from the athletic department, it's in my head, maybe your bench is 275, right? That's a good percentage of your body weight. If your bench was 185 and you weighed 250, you probably have a relative strength problem, right? So it's important to measure your barbell lifts. It's important to track those and make sure that you have good relative strength. The best, in my opinion, the best thing you can focus on, the most important thing in your fitness is relative strength. If you're not strong relative to your body weight, then you need to do one of two things, get way stronger or lose some weight. And those will both improve that, that relative strength. Ideally, you will do both. Um, and most people will need to do both. And it's a long journey to get there. It's not going to be something you can do at the same time or really fast. Uh, but relative strength is everything. And the weight on the barbell is important that you track that. So you need to get stronger over time, progressive overload, as I always talk about. Um, however, you also need to keep that amount of your relative strength, right? No one, no, no one cares, at least I don't think many people care. I don't care about the person that weighs 300 pounds that can 
you know, bench press 300 pounds. It's more impressive if the guy that weighs 150 can bench press 300 pounds, right? Regardless, it's a lot of weight. And I realize in some sports like strongman and powerlifting, it doesn't really matter uh, the, the relative strength aspect. But for most people, relative strength is everything. Uh, if you can be really strong at a lower body weight, or maybe if you can be very lean, but also very strong, you're going to be in probably the best shape of your life. So focus on that in your own training. So these other methods are kind of um, body composition focused. This one is more in the gym focused. Focus on these two things and you'll be in a good place. All right, the next one is to just kind of go by your feeling, right? And this one's a little more uh, kind of the gray area here is where maybe you're just looking in the mirror. You feel like you look pretty good, why are you trying to lower yourself to a certain weight that some chart says to you, right? Maybe you feel kind of low energy, even though you're at the optimal weight. Maybe you should lose some body fat, um, or maybe you should gain some body fat, or maybe you should gain some more muscle, right? You kind of have to tailor your goals to your own body. This is the the through and through listening to your body aspect of this. And I can't really teach you how to do it. It's something that comes with time. And it's something that comes with smart goal setting, not being obsessed about numbers and not being obsessed about, about these different trackable things like the scale weight, height and weight charts, BMI, body fat percentages, learning to use those effectively, but not becoming obsessed. That's how you get to the point where you can just kind of feel it out. And that's where you all need to be, but it takes some time to get there. Last one, and this one's a big one. Um, this is actually a a great way to track your progress in fitness. Now, this is kind of a maybe an unconventional method, but I, I really like it, and that's the ratio method. So basically figuring out you, your ratio of different areas to different areas, right? This is a bodybuilder trick. This is the, the golden ratio method, right? The Adonis thing, and you can find these numbers online. You just search for golden ratio. You just search for men shoulder to hip ratio. Maybe if you're curious about this, just ask me on triplefpodcast.com slash contact. I will let you know in the next show about those ratios if you're interested. But basically, you don't need the numbers either, right? You you can do this by feeling and you can do it pretty well. So here's here's what I mean. It, most people care about looking looking good and feeling great, right? And those things usually go together. If you're focused on feeling great, you're probably going to look great. If you're in a healthy way, focused on looking good, I think you're going to feel pretty good too. Um, a lot of times people only think in, in my space, one or the other, but I think they really go together both ways, right? It's not just one or the other, it's both ways. And if you focus on these ratios, you're going to look your best. You're probably going to feel your best as a side effect. And then it kind of comes the same way. If you feel your best, you're going to look your best as a side effect. Um, but what I mean by ratios is different body parts to different body parts as a ratio. Is that optimal? Is it in the place you want to be? And then how can you improve this, those different areas? So that could be as simple as the ratio of your arm circumference to your leg circumference. So are your legs way bigger than your arms? Your arms way bigger than your legs? Are they close to the same? Are they symmetrical? These are different things that bodybuilders use all the time to make sure they look good. Most of it's symmetry, right? Or maybe this, the classic, this is probably the main one you guys will use is shoulders to hips, right? For a, for a man, do you have wide shoulders, narrow hips, that V look, or is it the other way around, right? The apple instead of the, what is that? 
upside down pyramid i guess it's a v i don't know do you have the a instead of the v i guess you could think of it that way if if you do then you can focus on improving those things you can gain the muscle in your upper body or and you can lose the fat around your waist that's a whole topic in and amongst itself and there's different ways to focus on for men and women but basically focus on your waist circumference make sure that's in a healthy range that is going to be very similar for everybody you might be a half inch to an inch difference but in general you can find ideal waist measurements very easy and it's going to be something you can easily track Um, it's going to be something that kind of gives you representation of multiple areas right your body fat percentage your weight for your height the scale weight the actual amount of fat you have in certain areas your genetics your build it's it's going to kind of take all these into effect and it's very simple to measure right you just wrap a tape measure around your stomach and that's just about it and you track that over time and same thing as a scale guys don't get obsessed with the inches right just like in the scale don't become obsessed with the weight you don't want to say oh i lost two inches this week that's fine, but do you lose two inches that stay off for the rest of your life, right? Are you losing two inches that are sustainably off forever? Or are they going to come back the next day? These are the things you have to focus on. Focus on the long term. In conclusion, height and weight charts are trash for the most part, and maybe they'll give you a good guideline, but stay away from just random numbers that are recommended for heights. If you feel good, you look good, and you're athletic at a certain weight, and you like being there, and it feels like your body's easily there where you don't have to constantly try to diet down to stay there or eat too much to stay there. If you feel comfortable, high energy, strong, you're in a healthy body fat percentage, you're all these different things, stay away from those weight charts. They don't really mean much. There's better ways of tracking like I went over in this episode. Some of them good, some of them bad, but there's a lot of different ways people track their fitness progress. All in all, it's going to be up to you. It's going to be up to your goals. It's going to be different for each person because of genetics, build, and just how we hold weight, right? So these are the different things you have to consider when you're tracking your fitness. Workout Wednesday. Thanks for joining me, everybody, for today's Workout Wednesday. I appreciate you listening, and I am so glad you joined me on this Wednesday. February is over, everybody. It's February 28th as I'm recording this, which means a new month of podcasts once again have broken the previous month's download record for the podcast. So thank you if you're a new listener for coming and checking out the show. I really appreciate it. Be sure you leave a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. That really helps the show grow more than anything, and it's really easy It's really easy to do on your phone. Um, but that's it, guys. Um, I'll see you guys Friday for Foodie Friday. Hopefully today's episode helped you and answered this question. Uh, Thanks for joining me. 